because there have been all kinds of um there have been all kinds of initiatives down the ages which have mm. tried to try to categorize human beings into particular camps mm. um to try and say well this kind of group of human beings are fit for this kind of task uh and have this kind of value and then you know you've got a descending scale um mm. to such a point and and you know to some extent um you know Descartes is uh, not no, sorry to some extent not Descartes, to some extent Plato is 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 um is partly responsible for that um mm. because you know because of his I mean I, I'm sure he didn't mean it that way because you know enlightened sort of chap but at the end of the day it's very easy um to start pointing the finger and saying oh well you know you're a bronze soul you're a bronze soul so you, you know stay there don't don't try and change don't try and educate mm. yourself out of the situation this is where you're supposed to be if you try and get out of that um um then you're just making a mess of it all for everybody else and you're just going to you'll job. be upset yourself yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah you won't like, i mean that's it you know you won't you know you won't um you know you won't like it anyway you won't like it anyway <laughs> It'll be, you'll be miserable you know it's um um I mean, aristotle comes up with a similar thing I and mean, aristotle is even i mean in some respects is even worse um because i mean he kind of argues that uh, i mean he doesn't have that dualism that that Plato has. Um, so Aristotle talks about um, everything being kind of, you know, a, a, a holistic thing. There's a kind of, it's very much into the kind of the biology of, of human existence. He's very keen on biology. And he says, well, there's no mm. separate thing. There's just parts of your, if you like, biological makeup um, that mm. make you rational. Um, or that make you make you kind of you know uh, or, or or make you more animalistic um, or whatever. Mm -hmm. He says you know everything has um, so you know your, your basic animals just how like plant well your basic organisms like plants for example their biology mm. if you like just allows them um, to grow and to process food mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of basic it. And then you have got the next level of more of, of kind of higher animal um, which has the ability to to move and to engage with its environment in a more complex way. And then you have human beings and part of their biology is to have the ability to kind of reason. So reason is still very much there as a kind of mm -hmm. linchpin. And that allows you, uh, allows us to understand our, not only to understand our environment, understand our world, but to kind of make changes to it and, and, and to, to make it serve us um, uh, more fully. Uh, and all of that is just part of who and what we are as an organism. Um, mm -hmm. it's, so, you know, human beings have the kind of the plant based organism you know we grow we, we process food we have the kind of animal kind of organism we can kind of move around and, and engage with it but then we also have an added extra and it's an added extra again mm. rationality which makes us what we are um and of course you know uh he wants to say that 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 aspect um i don't want to get into this in a huge amount of detail here but i mean you can mm. see this coming that kind of aspect of, of rationality is compromised uh, mm -hmm. in some in some beings some human beings uh and and of course in women god bless them uh, oh yeah huge misogynist uh and you know mm. not not surprising given you know given given where we know it all all went in terms of Aristotelianism and the church and so on um mm. that you know once you can once you can actually say that there is an aspect of what make there's an aspect of our of our our being which mm -hmm. marks us out as truly human. Yeah. And it's in this instance with Plato and with Aristotle, in this instance, it's our capacity for reason. Yeah. 
uh, then you only have to you only have to make a make the, the move to reason is compromised in some creatures mm. for you to say they're not properly human anymore or other humans that are not <laughs> not properly yeah, yeah so he was quite happy with slavery mm. I mean Aristotle mm-hmm. yeah there are some pe- there are some beings and this this justifies for example this justified a whole um, a whole kind of you know epoch of slavery um, alongside um, you know that absolute kind of conviction in in religion and in God um, mm. So you know, for example, I mean, you know, as, as I said before, you know, Catholicism was deeply committed to to, uh, to Aristotelian Aristotelian philosophy for for many years, um, uh, and um, you know, when you had, um, for example, the kind of you know, the Spanish conquistadors uh, uh, colonizing, you know, South America mm. and uh, uh, and what have you, uh, they were able to you know uh, uh, perpetrate. All manner of unpleasantness mm, mm. on the on the indigenous population, because it was kind of well, they're not really human, are they? They kind of look; they've mm. got that kind of animalistic appearance. They can, you know, they got the kind of plant-like ability to kind of process food and eat and 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 grow, and they've got mm. the animalistic ability to kind of you know move through the world. But they're not they're not rational, like we are. You know, look at them mm. wandering around in kind of like loincloths and living in huts and you know being all primitive like that. Well, we've got you know guns and ships and whatever. They're clearly not rational, and so mm. you know that aspect of them is 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 not human, and therefore mm. they're not fully they're not fully human. So we can do stuff with them, you know, with 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 mm-hmm. uh, with with you know guilt free. That's that the thing is amazing, do, isn't yeah. it? The amount of you know horrific injustices that are done. Mm. Um, although you know carrying the cross. You know, mm, mm, mm. unspeakable things were done. On, mm. You know, in the name, in, in that name. Yeah. How did they reconcile that? Because they weren't human. Because they weren't human. Absolutely. Yeah. And now, of course, I mean, you know, we're living in. Well, you know, one would hope we are living in. in they believe more, they weren't human. Yeah, <laughs> we're living in somewhat more enlightened times. And 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 now, you know, uh, I think many people would say, well, even even uh, entities which are not considered to be human. Um, in mm. any traditional sense, and perhaps you know, belong more to the you know the the, um, the animal kingdom in it, as it's traditionally understood. And I know we're part of that spectrum. Um, now mm. we would say, mm. well, you know, in a sense, there's, there's no good reason um, to cause undue suffering and pain in in mm. lower animals. And why would you do that? That's that's you know that's 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 just a nasty thing. We get very upset when we see people, you know, hunting and and you know all these awful mm. photographs of hunters who are just going out for pleasure. Kind of shooting animals mm-hmm. and so on. You just, um, you know, that's considered to be rather, a, rather an unpleasant thing. But certainly back then, drawing on the likes of Descartes. I, why do I keep saying Descartes? It's not Descartes. Well, sorry, mm-hmm. Manet. Um, but drawing mm-hmm. on the likes of, of of Plato and 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 Aristotle, it was very easy to say. You know, you belong in this category. Either you belong mm-hmm. in a category where you're only fit to do this job. You're in a mm-hmm. category where you're, you know, or your 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 uh, appearance may look human. But clearly, you haven't got the the full rationality, so you're mm. not actually. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you've got, I mean, you've got Aristotle, uh, and I, I don't remember this absolutely word perfect, so I can't give you a chapter and verse. Um, mm. But I remember Aristotle talking about um, how you've got kind of, you know, the uh, um, how you've got that kind of uh, uh, that. The earlier kinds of the earlier kind of you know more primitive kind of life forms tend to be the kind of squishier ones like worms and <laughs> slugs and stuff, 
mm. know, uh, and then the kind of the firmer, more muscular, kind of powerful. Um, they're the kind of the more powerful. They're the more kind of human, and they're and he says, you know, this is the more in a sense, this is the more these are where you're going to find the more kind of you know the rational, the rational beings. Um, and of course, you know, women. He says, women are just are just squishier than men. It's something along those lines, you know. Uh, mm. You've got that whole kind of menstrual cycle kind of thing going on, and you've got that mm -hmm. whole business about women being kind of more emotional and more maternal, and it just is softer. Uh, and he just saw that as indication that, you know, they weren't really as rational and as hard-nosed and as kind of, you know, uh, 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 critical um, as men were. Yeah. And that le and that le leaked into into all manner of kind of theological discussions about the because of course everything that every, everything that the philosophers said about human beings mm. goes into that melting pot uh, into the kind of religio cultural melting pot um, out of which we get definitions of God. Um, yes. You know. So you know it, what you tend to find is definitions of God come out of definitions of what it means to be human. So kind of, okay, well, God has to be, you know, so what is a human being? Well, a human being is rational. Human beings create things. They design things. They do these kind of exciting things. All oh, right, okay. Well, God must be at least that, but kind of mm -hmm. more so. Um, mm -hmm. And so you end up with God being some kind of uber-human, some uber-man, and yeah. the man of reason, the man of kind of, you know, which is, you know, and God ends up being kind of a father figure, a patriarchal figure. Um, uh, and that just kind of, you know, that, that, that analogy... Um, are a kind of what's sometimes known as the analogy of being. So you have a look at human being and you say, well, God is like that being, only bigger. Um, so God clearly has to be rational because he designed the universe. He must be like men. Mm -hmm. So then you deify, you end up deifying masculinity by yes. doing that. Um, uh, and the, the, philosopher, uh, the, the theologian Karl Barth, who I mentioned previously, actually mm -hmm. talks about it should have worked it should have helped uh, in, in dealing with this, but I don't think it did. Barr talks about the analogy of faith. He says, well, you know, the analogy, analogy works um, fair enough when you're talking about kind of the human realm. So you'll say, yeah. okay, well, by analogy, um, you know, my dog is a bit like me because, you know, because it gets happy when it sees this and it's kind of loyal and it kind of does this. So, you mm -hmm. know, a dog is a little bit like a human being. Um, and, you know, uh, you know that's, that's, you know, I don't know, that machine is a little bit like a human being because it performs similar tasks. But he says you can't make that leap to a different order of existence. You can't say, oh, well, human beings are reasonable, rational, creative beings. So God must be like that, only bigger. Because you're not actually just going along a scale now. It's just going up. You're jumping to a different order of existence, a different kind of ontology. So mm -hmm. Barr Bar argued that about instead of having the analogy of existence, he talked about the analogy of fide, the analogy of faith. And he says what you actually have to have first, in a kind of Kierkegaardian sort of sense, is you have to have a prior experience of God. So you have to have some kind of existential encounter with mm -hmm. the divine. So mm -hmm. you suddenly have this kind of flash of intuition about what God entails. And then you can take that experience and then you can analogize down. So you can say, right. okay, so human beings maybe are a bit like that, only smaller. Mm -mm -mm. Um, so you know, human beings might be a little bit like the way God has revealed himself to us. So you, so you work from the top down rather than from the bottom up, if you see what I mean, roughly. It's, it's, it's also seems to be, you know, chimes with uh, 
you know, Plato as well. It's like this ideal, mm. Mm. and we're coming down. But also, yes. I always think about, you know, the impossibility of trying to think of a different form of life. Uh, we're we're so we can only see see through the you know the the lens of our humanity. Mm. You know, we can only see. We've got a range of colours, and we've got, and we've got our experience. So, if you're you know trying to think of what God might be, is is it's inevitable. It's going to be like a human. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, like I, I do also like that idea about the, you know, uh, you have a flash, uh, a, a, an experience, an idea of something because that that's something that really fascinates me because mm. I think that's that's true. You know, we have. Um, I, I'll get into you know, the Wittgenstein a little bit now. There we go. So you've missed us, guys, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> Over the last few weeks. <laughs> So the um, you know our our world uh, our language is the is the limits of our world, you know uh, uh, we can only um, we explain our world through through our language and um, thought is language but also there's something more there, mm. you know mm. and sometimes I I I feel like um, or I think like you know art music uh, and you know religious ideas. Are kind of we're grasping without with uh, we're grasping at something with our language. Yes, and it's really difficult. And, and I, I think of you know things like um, um, poetry. Mm. Poetry comes close. I think of like haiku. Mm-hmm. It's coming close to something that's there. Uh, obviously, I think Wittgenstein would argue, maybe argue against that. You know, he's saying like, it's you know it's very clear on that. It's the the um, you can't invent something. It's it's language that's. Um, mm. Uh, comes first thought and language is, is the first is the first but i you know i i i i well i just like the idea of it maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, um that. yeah it's i do think that because um obviously wittgenstein wittgenstein says the most important things you know, right in the tractatus most impo- important things is, is are the things we can't talk about mm. yes so yes. there is that you know there is you know um yeah, uh, that which arts. we can't talk about, we pass over in silence, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we can't. Mm. But but poet, you know, poet um, poets try. Mm. And um, like you said about the idea, an idea of God, working down from that, we're yeah. working down using our limited vocab, you know, uh, our limited expression of that idea mm. through our language. And people do do that, you know. Um, uh, People who who don't have a very developed um, vocabulary, and I'm inclu- including me in this, <laughs> sometimes find it difficult to express um, uh, what they want to say. Yes, yes. Yeah, in that, in that way. So they've only got a handful of words to mm. do that. So that that does beg, you know, the question that there's there is something on the tip of your tongue, on the tip of your mind. Yeah, a concept. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. And we've got we. I think we've we've been. Um, I think I mean for all the the benefits and for all the kind of the the the, the contribution made by, um, um, you know, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Uh, we are. They did set. They did set a kind of rational agenda, um, for the understanding of what it means to be human that we are measured mm. against our, our capacity to to be rational to think mm. to cognize 
Um, so we put a lot of store, and of course, you know, we define, you know, and that becomes a, that becomes a, a, a kind of um, that becomes a kind of the gold standard for mm. your for your 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 humanity in a in a, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and where am I going with this? And as you said, you know, we, as, as I said, you know, that 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 then has that kind of implicate that that then has that kind of that trajectory into uh, considerations of uh, understandings of God. So mm. you know, God is the is, is 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 a being of pure reason, if you like. And then, and then when you start, then then it kind of becomes a kind of a cyclical thing because then when you get traditions saying, well, human beings are in the image of God, if you've already established that the divine image is rationality. Because God is mm. rational, then clearly, uh, when God creates humanity, the stamp of the divine becomes the ability to think. Um, mm. Now, of course, this raises all manner of complications um, because you know, are there things that we are incapable of thinking? Um, mm-hmm. Are there things, and you know, it, not just? I mean, clearly, as human beings, I mean, we, we don't know what we don't know, so it's it's you know, it's difficult to get our, get our heads around stuff that we can't get our heads around um but there are you know there are there are people in the world who have not encountered certain phenomena um there are people in the world who perhaps don't have the capacity or the education to think certain thoughts um so to what extent i mean aristotle for example <laughs> argues that any i mean he's quite blatant about this it's kind of well um you know to have a kind of fully realized existence um, in that kind of that kind of rational and that kind of animalistic and that kind of you know and and the kind of the uh, the, the whole range of uh, the whole gamut of what it is to be a human being the, the kind of mm. all the passions as well as all the rash to be kind of fully uh, realized um, mm. you can't afford to be stupid and ugly. I mean, he pretty much says this. I mean, it's just scandalous. Because uh, he said, because you you kind of need you need the social structures, you need the external. You know, mm. if if external factors are are not in your favour, such that you know it's difficult to make friends easily, it's difficult to understand the world, it's difficult to get the best kind of job, it's difficult to kind of earn you know enough money to kind of you know live out the dreams you want. If if the external factors are not there, then you can't live. The most satisfying life, and the most satisfying life is what both you know Plato and Aristotle were both down with. You know what it means to be fully satisfied as a human being is to live the mm. best possible life—a life of virtue and a life mm. of human satisfaction. Not just hedonistic. I mean, not just the kind of mm-hmm. getting your rocks off and having a good time, um, mm. but being. To, I mean, a- Aristotle talks very strongly about kind of being active in the world. Mm. Um, so you know, it's not just a case of. Um, I mean, it's like you know, it, it's you know, you can you can take some pleasure from uh, as we do from listening to music, um, and you can say, "Okay, I'm listening to music, and that's great," and I'm listening to the bands I like, and so on. Um, but Aristotle would say, "I mean, that's that that's consumption. You're mm. consuming in the way that a plant would consume food. That's that kind of consumption. Um, the true satisfaction for a human being is to create music, to produce it yourself." Mm-hmm. Um, to do these things for yourself, um, uh, and that—that that is what makes us truly human and makes us truly satisfied. People, artists say again and again and again. If you listen to you know, all manner of different types of artists, they say the greatest pleasure they have is doing it. Yes, you know, doing the, uh, you know, 
uh, creating the creating the song. Once that's done, it starts to diminish, you know. Mm. Or ma- you know, making that new film. Mm. The best thing is doing the, doing the you know, the yeah. directing of the film. Recording this, um, recording that podcast rather than just sitting around podcast. and just yeah. reading philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and of course, this raises the you know the very strong kind of you know existential. Uh, uh, question of you know is everybody uh, is everybody working in a level playing field here um, mm. uh, that it's one thing to say that there are um, that there are innate that we might have innate abilities we were talking about this earlier on when we were saying well you know Plato clearly argues for innate abilities some people are just mm. designed to be athletes and designed to be leaders designed to be philosophers designed to be, uh, that's kind of part of your eternal soul um, Aristotle is not quite so keen on that. Well, in fact, Aristotle isn't as keen on that. I mean, he, he, he denies the, the, the dualism that his teacher Plato kind of uh, um, mm-hmm. argued for um, and puts on much, much, more, much more emphasis on, on activity in the world. You know, you, you kind of create, in a sense, you're creating your humanity in the mm. world by your activities. Now, of course, um, that raises the question um, that are some people in a better position to achieve this than others. So you mm. may all be on, so biologically, we may all be on a level playing field. Let's just assume, and we're not, because you know mm. some people are shorter or taller. Uh, that some people may have you know better eyesight. Some people may have better kind of you know uh, uh, manual dexterity. I don't know. There might be a whole range, as we sort of kind of, of genetic kind of markers which encourage which encourage certain physical abilities over another. But let's just mm. assume for a moment we're all on a level playing field. Um, if you're living in one part of the world rather than another, that's mm. going to determine your access to resources. Um, mm-hmm. If you're in a, if you're born into one socioeconomic group rather, well, that's going to determine your access to resources and education and open up ex- open up or shut down experiences for you. So mm-hmm. you know what you're so and, and Aristotle comes right out and says this. You know that, that you know in almost you know the ugly, the poor, the 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 uneducated, the people you know all these people, they are mm-hmm. inevitably going to have their humanity compromised because they don't mm-hmm. have, they don't have the opportunity to make the choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that will that will you know give them the, the the you know the best possible human existence. Yeah, yeah, that that, that definitely makes uh, uh, sense. It would, I, I, I'm not great on Aristotle, but was was he? Did he also reject the idea you know of, of creating a, a perfect society like like Plato? No, I mean he did. I mean he did have. I mean he said we you know we have to form communities and and there is you know to, there is you know the best possible community will be one which encourages everybody to be able to achieve their um their their highest ideals and the highest ideals were always rational um mm. but those rational ideas were also you know bound up with you know our need for for um you know our need for kind of you know physical pleasures and our need for kind of status and recognition so he was kind of borrowing those sorts of things from from play you know we we you know we're hungry and we're thirsty and we need sex and we have all that kind of stuff so we, we know we want all of that um and we want you know we want the kind of status surrounding it and all those sorts of things so you have to have a society mm. and ideally you want one that you can engineer which will actually provide everybody with the opportunity to achieve those things so there that, is a utopianism means... involved in that but yeah so definitely so if he says you know you know the the poor and the ugly or whatever then he's then then he's 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 saying you know this is a bad thing, and uh, they need to be brought into the in, into the society in some way. Yeah, it, it's true. But I mean, I, I, the thing is that that um, 
even if you do, um, mm. they're still not all good. I mean, you know, the, even if you you bring them into that society, I suppose it depends. I mean, you know, we live in a very we live in a in, in a very um, in a very um, fractured culture uh, where we prejudge. Uh, and establish kind of demarcation between sections of society on the mm. on the stupidest criteria, mm. you know mm -hmm. things like you know colour of skin, um, mm. you know whether or not you have a penis. I mean, it's just mm. you know it's just ludicrous things. Mm. Maybe it, you know maybe there is maybe Aristotle is saying well you know if we had a, if we if we actually created a a society where people people just didn't see those things. Where, where mm. that really wasn't an issue, um, where physical appearance. So you would so you know. Uh, I mean, almost like a Orwellian newspeak kind of idea. You know, the word "ugly" uh, would have no significance, would have no meaning. We didn't know, we, we wouldn't know what it meant because we mm. it didn't link up with anything in our experience because everybody just looked different, um, and there was no standard of kind of oh, would you look you look better than you do? Um, mm. If you had a society which didn't have that that spectrum, which is arbitrary, you know. Mm clearly um then maybe you could maybe then everybody would be in a, on, a, on an equal playing field and we know in our own culture you know people you know people don't get certain jobs because they don't look the right way they're either the wrong shape or the wrong mm. color or the wrong age or whatever um mm -hmm. and it might be quite nice if you know as uh, to have a, a republic or to have a kind of you know some sort of you know aristotelian utopia where all of these different shapes and sizes and colors and 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 you know physical kind of attributes of human beings we're just kind of invisible in the sense of a, a, a spectrum of great I don't know